Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. It is a B vitamin breakdown. Are you lacking in B vitamins? What are all the important questions that you have been asking on this channel about B vitamins? There are a big list of them. I'm gonna cover it right in this video. If you are struggling with energy issues, if you're struggling with anemia, blood vessel and red blood cell issues, if your focus is off, if you are struggling with maybe toxicity in the liver or toxicity in general, there are so many things B vitamins do in your body. Cholesterol issues. I issues, they can all be tied back to these B vitamins. Water soluble friends, which means every single day you need to top them up. There are some do's, there are some don'ts, there are some how to's. Let's get into this question straight from you guys to make it relevant. If you have one, you can post them below and we'll do our best to answer those. Also, I'm live every Wednesday answering these questions. So number one, how many B vitamins should I take and should I be taking them regularly? I believe and I do take B vitamins each day because they are water soluble, which means your body absorbs what it can and what it needs that day and the rest of them go out in your urine. So if you've ever had too much riboflavin, okay, one of the main key B vitamins, your urine turns a bright yellow color. And so this is, I've experienced this many times taking B vitamins that it ends up in the urine because my body didn't need as much of it as what I took or it wasn't absorbed necessarily, but mostly it's your body had enough and then it goes right out of you. So these are relatively safe for that matter. They don't build up in the body too often. There is one scenario where that could be the case. I'll talk about that later in this video. So with that, I like thiamine, I like riboflavin, I like niacin, B6, which is pyroxidine, also folate, B12, cobalamin, biotin, very popular one, B9, pentothenic acid, and then I would add in some of the former members of the band, we'll call them, choline, nositol, and PABA, para-aminobenzoic acid. These are three that closely resemble B vitamins and have a ton of benefits, like with choline, this helps to detoxify and protect your liver, for example. And nositol is involved with controlling insulin levels in the body, burning up fat, so these have many benefits benefits, these sort of former members of the band, they act so much like B vitamins, but they're not fully accepted into the group or into the family. So those are the ones that I focus on. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different B vitamins specifically or B vitamin derivatives that I believe could greatly benefit you in the energy category, in the focus category, in the blood vessel and blood cell category, in the liver category, a lot of different benefits. Those I believe are the best to take because those are the ones that are absolutely the first eight needed by the body in so many different aspects, especially if you're creating energy and creating ATP, your body needs those. And so those main eight are extremely important must-haves. The remaining three, choline, inositol, and PABA, are three that I would highly consider adding in because of their benefits. Now, what forms should they be in? It's very important to be selecting the right forms of these different ones. And the main focus on this is folate and B12. We would want the methylated versions of these. And what that means is your body's gotta take folate and it has to take cobalamin and it has to activate it by attaching a methyl group to it so then your body can actually use it. Some people lack the enzyme to make that methylation process work, which means the vitamin never gets activated, which means it never gets used, which means your liver ends up being very toxic because of what B12 
yourself in folate do, let alone protecting your nerve casings, let alone driving energy in the body. We lack these if they're not methylated already. I recommend taking those two forms methylated. So you want methylcobalamin, methyl tetrahydrofolate, that's a salt form of folate to avoid the methylation problem that could exist in you and you not even know it. You can test for it. We'd have to find the right functional doctor to test for it. Or we could just assume, hey, I could have this problem. Take them methylated already, take them activated. I like non-synthetic forms of B vitamins for thiamine. Thiamine hydrochloride is the non-synthetic form for riboflavin. Riboflavin phosphate is gonna get absorbed better for vitamin B6. Pyridoxal 5-phosphate is what we're looking at. And then for your biotin, the phosphate form, biotin dicalcium phosphate, that also goes for pantothenic acid decalcium pantothenate. So you're looking for phosphate or calcium or salt a lot of times in these B vitamins outside of thiamine being a hydrochloride. When you do it that way, you're avoiding synthetic forms. These are closer and attached to salts and to minerals that can be absorbed into the body better. And they're non-synthetic, they're closest to food of what you would eat. Obviously the best way to get B vitamins is eat them. All these are found richly in foods, but in today's diet, we don't often get those. So those are the forms, those are the things I'd be looking out for when it comes to synthetic B vitamins. Can anyone take the methylated version? Pretty much yes, it'd be very rare that someone would have some kind of overdosage of methylation. We will talk about taking too many B vitamins or having a B vitamin toxicity level. Very rare, most people are very much lacking in B vitamins. Next question was, why is there so much B12 in B vitamins? My multivitamin, my B vitamin complex, very high, and most B vitamins you see high in B12. Now, we absolutely wanna make sure it's methylcobalamin. If it's just cobalamin, that is a synthetic form, more of a toxic form. So we want methylcobalamin to start off. And B12 itself takes quite a bit to get absorbed. It takes acids in the stomach. It takes cofactors to get it into the body to start preventing energy problems. It's the thing that a lot of us are lacking we aren't properly absorbing it. So you'll oftentimes see way above the recommended daily value. Percentage-wise could be thousands of times more than the recommended daily value. That is usually not going to present any kind of problem because it's harder to get it absorbed. And so oftentimes what's happening is when you have a B12 test, you are experiencing low levels of B12 in the blood. Well, you wanna take lots of B12 to get that number raised up and you can actually watch it on your blood test, very simple number to measure. Assuming you have enough acid in your stomach. And if you don't, you may try it with some apple cider vinegar. The other factor is maybe B12 is high in the blood, but you're still exhausted and, and having anemic symptoms because the B12 is not getting absorbed into the tissue. That's an absorption problem right there that I oftentimes see too, that B12 is up, but it's not getting in there. That's where I'd really focus on the health of the gut. If it does get too high, then you just back off B12 and you've got enough of it in there. Maybe you're having neuropathy symptoms. Maybe you're having anemia symptoms, but if those are cleared up and you're not having the symptoms and B12 is high in the blood test, then you don't have to take as much. Okay. Next question was, I'm having hot flashes from B vitamins. Oftentimes when I take a B vitamin on an empty stomach, I get a little nausea. These are actually anti-nausea for women that are pregnant. You actually get the opposite effect. That's why they're so crucial, especially folate when a woman is pregnant. A methylated version is what I'd recommend. But when you take them, sometimes you get a little nauseous. Try taking them with food to help prevent that. Definitely with lots of liquids because they are water soluble, which then brings me to why do I feel anxious while taking them? Well, keep in mind a couple of the B vitamins, 
thiamine especially, even riboflavin, those are playing a part in the focus of the brain and the energy of the body. So it's clean energy, but it can make you, it can stimulate that a little bit. So sometimes you may feel a little bit anxious, a little jittery. Just back your dosage down a little bit if you're experiencing some of that, especially when you're first taking them. Another thing you may see is like a flash or like a rash or a kind of hot flashes going on with it. That comes oftentimes from niacin. It's a niacin flush and it has a flushing sensation and interaction with the blood vessels. It's a very normal thing. It's not a harmful thing. Niacin is very effective at helping cholesterol and triglyceride levels and several other functions inside of the body. Women, you really only need 14 to 16 milligrams of it on a daily basis. Men, you can go up to 20, but sometimes when you're above that range, you may experience a little bit of that. I know I have before. Just back your dose down a little bit and your body will get a bit more used to it. But that is the recommended daily dose is right up to that 14, 16 to 20 milligram mark. Just keep in mind, if you do go over, that's what's happening. You're not like having a severe reaction to it. It's just your body having that flushing sensation of niacin's doing what it does in the body and impacting blood flow. Next is B6 having it be way too high or ferritin. If this is happening, ferritin is more related to iron in the blood. And so this question was paired together. If ferritin's high, you'd wanna give blood and you wanna pay attention to the toxicity of your liver. If B6 is high, a lot of times what we're seeing is improper hydration, water-soluble vitamin, okay? We're not absorbing the water into the body the way it is designed to. So I like to use electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, and salt which is, you can check mine out, to get electrolytes in. Also greens powder to drive the liquid into the cells. There's usually a subtle underlying hydration issues. You really wanna increase the hydration of the body, hydrating foods and of waters, and to help to flush out some of that excess B6, or if there are really high levels of B12 in the system, same process of increase your water intake. There's probably some underlying dehydration going on. That would be the scenario of some kind of B vitamin toxicity level of overdoing one or the other. A lot of these can be tested and show up on a simple physical blood routine check by your doctor. Finally, can I take B vitamins while intermittent fasting or rotational fasting, which I teach all about, great videos on that, that you can check out. Absolutely, keep in mind, you could experience a little bit of nausea, take it with a drink if you're using it, but I use mine especially during those times because B vitamins play such an important role for detoxing. And as you lose weight, you're going to eliminate toxins and energy. Very, very important in those. And most of us are very deficient in these. So B vitamins, incredibly important. Everything you needed to know about them. And you can check out uh, my versions that I have. If you'd like to see and dig more into them. And if you want to know more, if you're dealing or struggling maybe with a gut issue or a not absorbing your B vitamins very good or any of your supplements very good, check out my gut healing steps here next. And also you may check out the celery video on my channel here of how to make that. It's another good one to help out the absorption. So hopefully this helps. Keep the questions coming. I'll keep the answers for you and check out the resources below. See you guys. Hey, it's Dr. Livingett here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.